Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Previously Well Behaved Kids. My name is Jody Mullen and this series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for over 25 years. I'm also a mom, and I'm going to focus a little bit on the mom role today because we're going to be talking about teenage boys, and I happen to have one of those at home. So I learned many of the lessons from my child clients that I'm going to talk about here and my own children. This informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do and consulting. This is all part of my clinical practice. I recognized in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. We'll cover more than 20 principles here so that you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and they're life-altering. So they they will change and enhance your relationships that you have with children, how children behave around you, how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem. So let me talk about my guest today uh, before we get started and improving our parenting esteem and such. Um, My guest today is Penny Lupo. Penny is a licensed mental health counselor and a play therapist and a mom of a teenage boy as well. And we're going to focus on some of the challenges of parenting boys right now during the pandemic. Um, And so um, the last podcast that we did um, Penny was almost a year ago when we were just talking um, about initially about parenting adolescent boys during the pandemic. Uh, we, we were, I don't even think it was the pandemic. We were talking about um, parenting adolescent boys. And now this is kind of an extension of that uh, because our boys are trying to negotiate the challenges of the pandemic. So welcome, Penny. How are you there? Oh, no, Penny. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's see. Where is she? Um, Penny, are you there? Okay, I can't Hello? Me, so can you hear me now? I am going to. Oh, yeah, I can hear you now, Penny. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> that was very weird because so, I wasn't muted so. on my end. Okay. Well, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Good. Now that we got through our weirdness, what one of the things that I I wanted to highlight about that weird moment right there is that that is exactly what happens in parenting, right? Is that you know, is that we have to kind of problem solve in the moment, and so that's part of what you know what we're doing. So we wanted to really focus on you know the. Um, the struggles we are having, um, right, in terms of yes. parenting our our young men during this time, because it is super um, tricky. Uh, it's different. And so, what are some of the things, Penny? Um, remind remind us a little bit about your son, and um, and and then if you could tell us some of the things that you're finding kind of tricky um, and have been for the last year or so. Um, so my son is in ninth grade, so he's in high school, um, and he began high school, which is supposed to be the most exciting time of your school career, in my opinion. <laughs> um, right. It's supposed to be. I don't know. Anyway, um, 
and um, it's where you kind of find yourself, you know. It's where you're deciding who you want to be and you're trying new things, and it's exciting because there's more freedom, um, and that being the word freedom. Um, and I think he's, he's he, that's, that's just to lead right into the second piece, that's exactly where it becomes hard because they don't have as much freedom as normally mm-hmm. they would when they go to high school. So um, I think that in and of itself has been the most difficult part of this. It's hard to parent through it because you can't, like, how do I want to say, okay, go try this or go do that or, you know, what, if that didn't, isn't, isn't your thing, well, maybe you could join this and try this. But that's not happening now because right. of COVID. Right. So they're doing so, the same um, thing what? they did all the way through. Right, right. So what's the key remote doing school remotely right now or um, we, both, uh, both uh, our, our district allowed for hybrid and we were going to, at first I was nervous, but then thought I think I would be doing him more mental health damage by keep, keeping him home just because he's an outgoing person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we did hybrid so that he could get some exposure to other people because he really struggled without it really struggled right um he yeah. he just he needs people um, just who you, he is yeah so this is a major difference um my son is 17 and this is uh, a difference between penny's son and my son is my son is much more uh introverted and although he has like his you know friend group he um elected to stay his district also can he can, you can do hybrid now and he elected to stay remote um and we didn't see it as being uh, both myself and my husband are mental health um, practitioners, and neither one of us saw any signs of like him depressing or any you know anything like that. Um, so we made you know so we felt like it was and he, and his, he was doing really well academically. So we said, okay, you mm-hmm. can stick to um, the remote. Yeah. But I but. But Penny, I, I want you to, if you, if you feel comfortable, you, you know, you said you start, you guys started to worry about him, um, and because he was just really uh, struggling by not seeing people. So what were what were the signs that you saw? Because that might be helpful to our audience to know, because as because we are both mental health professionals, we kind of know what the signs to see are, even though we do mm-hmm. sometimes miss them in our own kids and our own selves and <laughs> of that course. kind of thing. But, <laughs> What were some What were some of the red flags to you um, that, like, oh my goodness, he needs his people? Well, okay. So initially, I think some of it. It's not just the people. It's also the amount of workload just dumped, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, my son is a is a very. I mean, he's he's an excellent student. Um, right. He hasn't struggled academically at all. That's never an issue. But he's the kind of person, um, like he he. He'll start at seven or eight eight o'clock, eight thirty, and then he sits there till mm-hmm. almost the same amount of time at the table just doing work. And I think that to him, he needs downtime. Yeah. He needs that space. And you know, I think that we started to see signs of anger. We started to see oh, initially. Great. This is when this first happened. We started well, to see panic. Um, well, just is, because. I, I, I thought might have happened. I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. I realize that might have sounded kind of weird because you said you saw signs of anger, and I said, oh, great. But <laughs> I just wanted to explain <laughs> that what I meant, mean by that is 
Um, I think that sometimes um, that we see anger, especially in teenage boys, and we don't realize that that is not that that is a symptom of that of grief, anxiety. Of, you know, feeling yeah, sense yeah. Of, right. To point that out because mm-hmm. I found, felt like, wow, that that anger, and I said, great. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. said um, anger. <laughs> what were yeah. some of the other signs? Um, We definitely saw, well, one thing that we saw was, you know, there was definitely some anxiety, but I think that was all the way around, you know, everybody was nervous. Um, That was definitely there. Um, There were moments of, like, of, um, I think, almost like panic attacks. But the key here is it wasn't just pandemic-driven. There was also some other things going on with peers who were not being very kind. Um, Right. So So there was a whole lot going on at at that time. Yeah. So that exact, I think what you're saying is, um, you know, it was signs from some other things, but, but also that like seclusion and isolation just uh, ramped that up and it became really, you know, became obvious that way. Um, yeah. What, you know, yeah. I, I, I found that my biggest struggle having um, is <laughs> having my son home all the time is my son is, home all the time, right? And so what that does <laughs> yeah. is, uh, and, you know, we were all working um, from home. So um, my husband and I were both working remotely. And um, and hi, Gabe, if you're listening, one of my husband's students. Um, my husband and I were uh, both working remotely. My son was, you know, is going to school remotely. And even though we would interface a lot with each other, because we would all have, we all had our own like designated spaces, you know, that were, that were private mm-hmm. and is that there was no, like nobody in our home got any time to just be home by themselves. And I think that that like impacted probably me, the you know, the most because I really, uh, that is part of my way that I, like, take care of myself and regulate and that kind of thing. Um, and even though my son, you know, like, doesn't bother me, just that he was home. Um, so, mm-hmm. and, and I think the other thing was that, um, and and this was an adjustment, you know, for me, was that usually, you know, in between uh, classes, you know, if I'm, te- if I'm teaching on campus or in between uh, patients, if I'm at the office, I'm not throwing in laundry or emptying the dishwasher or doing things like that I was doing when I was working from home, that my son would be home all day and not do any any of those things. That, yeah. that was really hard. You could yeah. relate to that yeah. one? <laughs> I can because so, it so, became like – go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, so what did you do about that? Okay. <laughs> well, it became a little bit tricky um, because, like, like even for lunch, you know how normally lunches are made, they go off to school, and then you're not, yep. that's it. You don't see them again until dinner. Well, then every day became, right. what are we going to have for lunch? You know what I mean? I mean, he, he did. We turned that into a positive. He made his own lunches, and that made that easier. But um, I think some of the things that happened was it became – I was working in one place, my husband was working in one place, and he was out in the like the more common area um, mm-hmm. and it became very isolating in that I don't know it was just it, it was it was a lot of 
I guess what you're saying, nobody left and there was no downtime and there was no away. So and right. I think right. I think he felt that as well because he was in that space all the time and there was no one else there. Um, yeah. In terms yeah. of like peers, peers, I mean. I mean, well, like we're yeah. kind of the place where people hang out. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and I mean, his friends, you know. But. Right. I knew what you meant. And, and same with our home. And and so, you know, uh, in I feel like it during a, another time where, he, you know, I might have been like, well, have some of your friends over or, you know, something like that. You could yeah. do that. So I think, you know, so I think, or um, my son just got, uh, he, he just he passed his road test and got his driver's license in November, and it was like um, well into February before he drove. And I, you know, and I think that you know one of the worries that I had was like, wow, this is so slowing down their like their social development in that way. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine if wasn't during the pandemic that, you know, my son would have gotten his road test and that day would have gotten, you know, picked up his friend and gone to, you know, get something to eat or, or driven over his friend's house or down to, you know, the basketball courts or whatever. But it took months. And I do think that that part of that was, you know, was that isolation. And, and again, this impacted my parenting in that I was like, why don't you just go for a drive, take the car to go, you know, you want to go pick something up for me at the store? And, um, mm-hmm. and so I felt like doing, and, and maybe I still even am, um, quite a bit of, um, like, nagging. Like, I feel like I'm on my son's, uh, I'm just going to say it the way it's occurring to me, um, like, I'm on my son's ass way more than, than I typically would be because I, even if I'm not seeing him, you know, like we're not running into each other in the house so much. I also see that he's not really doing much besides, like, his schoolwork. And, you know, in fairness, things that I ask him to do. But I'd like him to mm-hmm. take that. I think not that initiative is hard for me as a parent. Uh, yes, that's that – I totally – I can totally see that um, because it's like, well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Because they don't know if they yeah. can do anything, and then they couldn't do anything. And then it became, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Um, can we do this? And, you know, those questions get tricky because as numbers came down and as things changed, you just wanted to be like, yeah, you need to have some contact. But, you know, you're always one inch away from, you know, exposure at that point. You know what I mean? Even sometimes, I mean, all in all of it. So, it i think it's tricky because it's it's trying to i think what you're talking about and what i think i felt myself is i don't know how to parent in a pandemic because i don't know how to instruct them to do what's normal when they can't be normal cuz i don't know what normal right. is <laughs> well, <laughs> we're and, the blind leading yeah, the blind here <laughs> right exactly well and i i, I want to tease two things out of what you said one is one is that like I just hope that, and you know, the parents that are listening in, you know, recognize that nobody knows how to do this. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, here we are presenting 
here we are presenting with, you know, all the kind of education and credentials and experience that would say, <laughs> we know how to help, we know how to help you. And we actually don't. Um, and so the best way that we can, we could think of you and I as we talked about this was just to talk about it. Just to talk about like, well, yes. this kind of worked for us, but it's also okay to be like, I'm just really annoyed at my, at my kids <laughs> because I realize they haven't <laughs> scoured in for it. And I, I remember, you know, saying to my son at some point, like, when was the last time you took a shower? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, that, you know, and that was upsetting to me. <laughs> And he said, well, it's it's different, Mom, because I don't, like, really have to leave the basement. And, you know, and when I go to school, you know, I was showering every day. And I'm like, I know, but I I guess I still feel like (laughs) that you should keep up with that. (laughs) So, um, you know, but then then I'm like, now I'm – now I'm like, did you shower today? Did you brush your teeth today? Did you empty the dishwasher? Yeah. Did you clean the cat's pants? And that's not the kind of relationship I want to have with my son. Um, the, and then the other thing that I wanted to just highlight, and then I definitely wanted to hear some of your thoughts on that, Penny, is that, you know, when we came up with a title uh, for um, today's podcast and we're talking about, like, our, our boys are not doing anything, I want to be really clear that they are – doing a lot we just feel like they're not doing anything so that's really the spirit of like part of what's getting in the way of of our parenting is that we feel like they're not doing anything but you know my son and your son both um academically they're doing you know they're definitely keeping up with their work they're helping when we Mm -hmm. ask them you know for help they're you know um they're still they're still doing things it just feels like they're not doing anything. Um, and I think that is, you know, one of the hardest parts um, for parents is also, you know, for me is recognizing what he is doing. So for me, definitely one of the things, and I literally have to remind myself of this sometimes more than once a day, is that what did he do today? So instead of saying, like, you know what, I asked him to do the <laughs> litter pan two days ago and he hasn't done it, um, and that is annoying, um, is what has he done? So it's just that reframe of like, okay, instead of creating this list in my brain of all the things that my son hasn't done and getting really irritated and upset with him, I'm going to look at what he has done. I'm going to thank him <laughs> and or just mm-hmm. honor, like, oh, my gosh, you so much done today in terms of your schoolwork. And, you know, I appreciate that. And I see that you made your own breakfast and lunch, uh, you know, um, so I know that you did that and you took care of your dishes after. Just remember, I still need that cat, cat's pan done, you know. <laughs> so I, I think maybe you know, kind of flipping the switch on that could be, you know, maybe helpful to other parents who are also feeling like they're not doing anything. So, um, so yeah. Penn, some of your thoughts on that. Um, I definitely, like, I think – I definitely on the not doing anything because I feel like um, I definitely see that kind of like my son has his bedroom has always been even when he was little it's always been neat yeah I don't know why uh-huh. I had I had one of his <laughs> friends parents once say is his bedroom like this all the time I was like yeah I don't know why he just has always kept it neat you know he's an orderly kind of guy now yeah 
um, you, I don't even know what that is. Like that's, I don't even know. It looks like we just moved in and the boxes are, you know, I, it's just a mess. So I do see that and I kind of, I'm like, okay, so, and you know, you, you put on your mental health brain and you're like, okay, so what could be happening? Right. And then you're just like, okay, that's right. enough. Like now we just got to get to, let's clean this business up. Okay. I'm done. So I totally get that piece. So we get the academics that's done. Um, we get, you know, he he still he still plays on his game with his friends and he still talks to them and communicates with them. Um, mm-hmm. But I do see that lack of typical kid that I always knew. Um, right. That I think what you're talking about, it's like that stuff. So I think mm-hmm. I, I'm like, okay, so we need to get this done because this is what has to happen. And it's a slow process of being like, okay, I need to get that done. Um, it, and I think, again, like you said, it's like having that patience to be able to say, okay, look at the positives because everybody's in the negative right now. So we have to start to look at the positives yeah. so we can all kind of dig out of this a little bit. Um, yeah. So I think it's just looking at that, like what, what what's important here? You know, um, are yeah. there what what kinds of behaviors that are showing that are positive and good, and you know, looking for new stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I think um, obviously, you know, Penny, this is something that we've talked about in this podcast a number of times in a number of ways. Is this is again about picking your battles, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, yep. so we're. Gonna Back to that, that you know, basic principle is, like, how important is this? Like, how important is it? Uh, you know, the, these are some of the decisions, you know, I'm making on a daily basis. How, is it, how important is it that he doesn't eat in his room? You know, like, it, it, mm-hmm. um, and I think my, my parents heard me say that <laughs> right now. They would, they would think that that's hilarious because I used to eat in my room as a teenager and get and I and I got in trouble for it because it was kind of disgusting mm-hmm. how it, things turned out. But but I think mm-hmm. like, I have to just like okay, is that something I really want to to fight with him over? And I think that um, there are things that I that I am picking this as a battle, right? Because. Um, I think one of the things in everybody being everybody being home more, right, is that you know you recognize where um, as a parent you're getting help and where you're not getting help, and I and you know where you know like you said about lunchtime is like no you can you know you're capable you can make your own lunch right is that there's mm-hmm. these opportunities say instead of like. Um, I need you to do this, or have you done that, or whatever, saying like, hey, um, son, here's a cool opportunity for you to learn how to make your own lunch, for you to learn how to do your your own laundry if they don't already know how to do that. So I'm thinking that, you know, like these, there there are some opportunities for that. I definitely 100% agree with that because that's one thing I'm like, you know, we keep talking about, of course, we're only in ninth grade, but, you know, three years flies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. college is coming or whatever, wherever you're going to go. So that was one thing that I was thinking about even now. Like, okay, it's not a joke anymore. Some of these things that you haven't been doing because perhaps we've mollycoddled you a little too much because you're our just, you know, our yeah. savior and our beautiful son. 
Um, now we need to pick up the slack because <laughs> you've got to learn this stuff before you're on your own because I can't come to your yeah. house and do your laundry for you. You're going to do that on your own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that well, it it has, this absolutely has exactly what you said, afforded us the opportunity to be able to see that and be like, okay, yeah, in my parenting, yeah. I got to be a little bit more firm and be like, okay, you need to learn this now. Well, and I also think, Penny, as you're saying that, it's also being a little bit more flexible. And I, I know, I, I mean, maybe I'm not talking to you, Penny, but I'm definitely speaking to myself and some other parents out there who it's about control, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, I, 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 I've done my son's laundry because I like the laundry to be done in a certain way, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And screen, no, you're talking right? to me. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I thought so. <laughs> but I think that that's part of it, too. Is <laughs> there are these opportunities right now, too. So also, and, and and think about, you know, that can be scary to let go of some control, but it's also super freeing on the other side. It's like being, you know, like that control keeps us stuck in a jail cell, and if we would just look to the left and right, we would recognize there's not, you know, walls on the side. So, like, one thing that worked, uh, turned out really well is, is, you know, my son, again, he's a bit older, he's uh, he's 17, is that, like, you know, sometimes he cooks some things for himself, pretty basic. He makes himself uh, quesadillas and, you know, like pasta and things that are fairly um, simple to make. Um, but one of the things he said to me actually just the other day is he said, um, I've got to learn how to cook some new things. So next time he likes salmon, he said, next time you make the salmon, um, can we let me know so you can show me how to do it so I'll know how to do it myself. And I, you know, and again, I thought like, well, I like making the salmon. <laughs> I like making the salmon <laughs> and and when I do it. But, but now this means um, since I can, you know, show him and he took some initiative, uh, that he can do it himself. And, in fact, he can do it for the, you know, two of us, right? He can make dinner for the two of us. So I think, you know, again, it's that, like, bit of a shift in, like, what I think what really can help our parenting here is if, if we can, one, pick our battles, and, two, like, shift our view, uh, you know, of some of these things and, and let go of some of the <laughs> – let go of some of the control. At least Penny and I have to do that. Maybe the rest of you aren't so controlling as parents, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's one of the things that, that we can do. And it's going to make our relationships with our kids better. Um, Penny, we just have a little tiny bit of time left. Um, what, what else, you know, is there anything else you wanted to share um, in terms of the, some of the insights that, that you've come up with? Um, in general... I don't know. I'm trying to think. I did. I did ask if there was anything specific that I should bring up. Him, my son. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you think that it would be important mm-hmm. that we talk about? <laughs> um, yeah, I, think, I don't know. Like, I think the main um, thing that 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 has been difficult, I think, in general in parenting is. I don't even know if it's a parenting thing, but I think it's mostly just like it it's almost it's almost like we have our own losses for them because yes. they're not I don't know if you feel this way, but I can't like I remember high school and I remember 
in between classes and I remember the lunchroom and I remember all of the things that were like funny and you know it's just an exciting time not maybe not for everybody but for me it was and I feel like in like they don't have that you know what I mean so I yeah. have to sometimes pull back and make sure I don't put that on him as a parent like yeah. oh it's too bad and then make that the excuse why we're not doing things do you know what I right, mean? Right. I, I'm like I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I <laughs> well I know what you mean. So I, so it's working. Oh, good. So I think I think saying that like when we we go like oh no you can't you're not going to have a regular prom or you're not going to have this or there's no homecoming, you know I think that maybe they don't care as much as as we did because they and don't then know we are putting our <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So um, I just wanted to say, um, as usual, Penny, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And um, to the parents, I hope you have grabbed a little bit of a nugget from something Penny and I shared today. And we look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you so much again, Penny. Thank you so much for having me.